Alright, well, um, I'm glad that we could make this work. Um, yeah, glad I can help you. <laughs> okay, so my first question for you would be, who are the most influential people in your life that have helped you get to where you are today, basically? And we're talking about leadership roles, right? Yeah. Towards. Um, I would say uh, probably um, his name's Jake Bishop. He's a captain in the National Guard. And um, Matt Kleinschmidt, who is also still in the Guards, and uh, my commanding officer when we were in Afghanistan. Uh, they, because uh, I joined the military when I was 17, right? So pretty much, you know, that, that's pretty much what I know for, you know, 17 to now. Well, I just got out two years ago, thinking about rejoining, but um, that's all I've known is how to, and I was put into a leadership role at a very young age um, in the military. Um, I was a, a team leader four years in. So I was already in charge of five people. So, I mean, I've been, I've been in the leadership role in the military for sure for, you know, seven, eight years. Um, but I think they would be the most influential because not only did they push me to um, achieve all of my military goals, um, but they also pushed me, because we were a very tight-knit family. Um, they would also push me to, um, you know, set and achieve my personal goals also. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Um, so I guess in aspects of you being in the military, um, and this could be for life or something that happened then or something recent, but what was the most difficult goal that you have ever set for yourself? Um, well, I would say it's owning my own insurance agency, but that goes coming into place fairly quickly. Um, but uh, in the military, I would say uh, uh, getting selected to go to Sapper School. So Sapper School is a prestige school. It's kind of like you know, like an Army Ranger or a Navy SEAL, things like that. Uh, that's what uh, that's what an Army Sapper is. And uh, setting my, I set a goal to go to that school um, because in order to go to that school to get selected to go to that school, you have to do coming out of the guards anyways. You have to do a year long training. And then you have to graduate at everybody that you're competing against. You have to be the top two. Um, and then I went through it for four years. Um, the first, second, and third year, I came in either third or fourth. Um, and I was gonna, I was gonna give up on it. Um, and they told me to just give a little more go, and I did. And then I ended up getting um, finishing first overall. Uh, to be selected to go to that Sapper school. So that was probably one of the hardest uh, goals that I had set for myself. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that's a really good example. Um, so That kind of leads right into that question three, though, too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, I tell you, I had three years of straight training for this, and um, I just, yeah, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'm just not gonna go and, and i i felt the feeling i wouldn't necessarily say it was overwhelmed but it was just one of those things i was like you know what just gonna have to change that goal different orientate 
um, in a different direction. Um, and then, like I said, they, um, Jake and Matt, and they talked to me. Um, and I'm just like, no, dude, just one more year. Give it one more year. They kept telling me, so I did, and then I ended up getting selected to go. So. That's awesome. That's that's pretty great. You know, just having people in your life like that pushing you towards your goals. That's really important. Absolutely. Um. So that was for question three. And I guess the part of that question, like what really helped you overcome that? Would you? I would say that just their support behind me and um, what they knew um, my abilities and capabilities were. They knew my strong suits and everything else. So if they, if they didn't think I, I could have achieved that goal of being selected, they wouldn't have pushed me as hard as they did. Yeah. So that, that's probably what did that. Okay. Um, you mentioned, this isn't really in my questions, but you mentioned, um, you know, what your strong suits were. Um, and looking in aspects of leadership or just the way that you go about life, what would you say that your most prominent, um, you know, oh shoot, what was that word? <laughs> uh, qualities, I guess, or um, strong suits that you have that you still use today? Um, it's hard to narrow it down to just one, I guess. Um, I'm very... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, determined. Um, and, and that goes with military or, or personal goals or anything. I'm very determined to um, achieve the goals that I set for myself. Um, and that would probably be one very strong attribute of just, yeah, just, just being determined and knowing what you want and going for it. Another one, I guess, could be um, very detail orientated. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty strong suit for me, um, and it had to be because I, I was, uh, I was kind of a junior, so we dealt with explosives. Um, so we got very detail orientated, um, and, and the same thing with now with what I'm doing selling insurance. You got to be very detail orientated because one, you know, if, if you don't, if you don't have the exact correct insurance protection coverage for a business and something happens and it comes back onto you, you know, that's where um, E&O or errors and omission uh, lawsuits come into play because you didn't uh, protect them correctly. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess over time and over the years, um, What's one or three books that have influenced your life? <laughs> the Bible. Hands um, down, uh, it would be uh, the Bible. It would be the number one I'd go to. Because um, I've always believed in God, but I really didn't get that personal relationship. Um, as I have in the last few years, so that has totally changed um, my uh, perspective of life and everything else, and everything else that I've ever done. Um, and then another one on top of that would uh, man, I, I don't know. You can, I've read 
most of the books are, uh, you know, military books that talk about, you know, real life situations that have happened with people and overcoming um, from what they would have to do. And I mean, when you read those, it's like, man, that's a, if they can overcome that, I can come up, overcome this. <laughs> so, uh, I couldn't really, there have been three or four books, military books that are just excellent. And then uh, another one, I guess I could I could tell you would be that um, it's a book, but it's also a study. Uh, that, that Financial Peace University uh, with Dave Ramsey. Okay. Um, uh, huge, huge one. Um, you know, that, that's what most people stress about for the most part is, you know, especially in marriages and stuff, is money. There's, I mean, there's 80 or 90 percent of divorces happen because of money. So that financial peace university class book i mean it, it's a book you know, mm-hmm. level, you know it's a book um that's been awesome so i um not to give too much about myself but i think my uh my mom wanted to do that study so i know exactly what book you're talking about um and she did that i think with my older sister and i was younger so i just got bits and pieces of it but it had a lot in there <clears throat> oh it's amazing I mean, I mean that's that's the type of book that they should be teaching uh, seniors in high school. Almost definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, your finances, what to do and not to do, and everything like it, it's huge. So. Okay. Um, it's a little bit different, but how has failure or apparent failure set you up for success? Oh, it's referring to perseverance. Actually, that's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, sayings is that I have the poster up in my office that actually talks about perseverance, overcoming your failures, um, and Abe Lincoln, if you ever look back and done any story on his life and the failures and everything that he's gone through. Um, but I would say for me personally, um, Not, okay, so there would be a couple, I guess. Um, you know, um, I had a failed I had a failed marriage. Um, I didn't graduate college. Um, those two things, I think, would be what have really helped and set me up for where I'm at and what I'm doing now. Um, uh, the college aspect of it, um, I was never determined, like I always got good grades in high school, so I thought I could swing my way through college, obviously wasn't the case, um, but then I got deployed, so I just never really went back, um, but just that, that failure set me up for, um, success, because when I look back at it, after, um, look back at it and be like, like, you just didn't apply yourself. You, know, you, you did not put forth your best foot and you did yourself. And that, so that set me up for success as in, as the players. Okay, so everything I know, everything I'm going to do now throughout my life, I'm going to do to the best of my abilities. Because you have that failure um, back there. And then as far as um, uh, the failed marriage that I, that I went through and went through, um, that has also set me up for it awesome where I'm at now. Um, her and I are still very good friends. 
but I, the, what would you say, the, the troubles and the communication and everything else that we didn't do, um, my wife now we do do, you know, so that failure in that marriage really set up um, the success that I have in this marriage now with um, everything, our communication, our finances, um, you name it, it's there and it was never there before. Yeah, I can, that's, that's pretty good. Um, so which one would be your favorite failure? <clears throat> Something that's favorite, really favorite failure. <laughs> well, I know it's kind um, of an interesting no, question. No, I'm just joking. No, it's, <laughs> not. It, it, it's a just fine question. Um, I, I would say uh, the college one, um, just because I I don't want to say that my marriage <laughs> is my favorite. Right. Well, you know, you know, that put me into a place where I'm at now with my current wife and family, uh, which is awesome. But I would probably say college, because not going back and finishing college really um, put me in a place where I could orientate my mind to always uh, be successful in everything that you do, no matter what it is. Um, you know, even <laughs> if it's something as little as, you know, mowing the yard like yep you're gonna do it to the best of your abilities you know and if you take that attitude um towards absolutely everything that you do you will be successful in anything that you put your mind to yeah that's it's not as easy as it sounds <laughs> no it's not yeah but that's pretty awesome that you've taken that as pretty much your lifestyle um So, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've ever made? Um, and that's not just for, um, I guess, money or anything. That's, that's for yeah. anything in life that you've invested in or put time and effort into that you would say would be the most worthwhile thing. Um, I would say that the best investment I think I've ever made is that, uh, that financial peace university class, um, because even though that, that is, that class is specifically designed for money, right? But when you have your money situation, you're really under control, that gives you peace of mind about, um, everything else right there's one thing that you don't have to worry about is money like i said 80 to 90 percent of americans worry about money so if, if you can ease your mind to that factor it opens up so many other opportunities and and that's time with your family um uh that's time at work you know not knowing that you gotta you gotta get this and you gotta or you gotta put this hour in there you gotta get this sale it just like, like when you have that set in place um, and you're comfortable where you want to be there, like everything else that you do is, it's just so much more peaceful when you go about it, I guess. 
I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, it, it does. It does. Okay. It just kind of sets the precedent for um, how other things are going to go. Everything, yeah. Because I never have to worry, you know, I never have to worry about, am I going to miss my son's football game because I'm working or this or that or time with the family. Um, you know, your energy, you know, you ain't got to stay up. You know, you're going to get a good night's rest uh, because, you know, you're not worried about what tomorrow brings, you know, you're just really, I don't know. I hope that answers that question. Oh, it definitely <laughs> does. It does. You did good. <laughs> okay. Um, that was, that was very good. I'm actually going to skip number seven for right now and um, just kind of go into what would you do differently if you could go back five years? Because you kind of said how your failures have set you up for success. Right. So if I what... go back five years, I would... Um... Okay, if I go back five years, I would take the DUI that I have on my record. I would relive that day and take that away. Um, the reason for that is um, I'm actually thinking about getting back into the military, um, but taking a whole different side of things, um, becoming a chaplain in the National Guard side. Like I'm not, not full, um, not, not straight active duty army or anything because I, I still want to do what I'm doing now, but I'm getting back into the guards and I have so many loopholes that we're going going through because of that DUI um, that if I can go back and take that away, that's what I would do differently. I, I would not have got, I would not have made the, the very um, selfish decision to get into a vehicle and drive after I'd had a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Um... Um, so where, you know, we just looked backwards, so looking forward, you know, you said that you like to set goals and achieve them with full-on determination, so where, where do you want to see yourself in 10 years, and where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, that's a long time. <laughs> well, would you rather um, it be five? We can do five. I, I can just tell you about my future goals when we look at five or ten years, I guess. Okay. Um, I want to see myself <clears throat> take over this um, insurance agency that I'm currently working on. Um, I would like to see, um, I, I, I would like to rebuild the agency, as in the building itself. Um, and if I could get back into the guards, um, and being as being a chaplain, you know, and talking, you know, spreading the gospel to soldiers, um, that's where I see myself for ten years: being an agency owner with a new agency, um, and being a chaplain in the military. Those are pretty impressive goals. Um. So. I guess, um, I guess we're going backwards again, but in the last five okay. years, <laughs> what 
have you become better at saying no to? Whether it's distractions or invitations. Um, and what new realizations and or approaches have helped with saying no? Um, uh, going out and hanging out with my buddies. <laughs> Number one uh, distraction that was in my life. Going back to the, the failed marriage and the DUI, all that stuff. Um, you know, not that we are causing chaos, but just going out, you know, shooting pool, drinking beers, all that stuff. Uh, that is the number one distraction that was in my life, for sure, hands down. Um, and realizing that now it, it, it's so much easier when I get a phone call or a text, and actually, the, a lot of those phone calls and text messages from my buddies just kind of disappeared. Like they, they know that's not where I'm at and what I'm doing and what I want to be about. So those, those have just kind of disappeared, actually, as we've come along the way. So that's nice. But you still get one every once in a while. Um, but it makes it so much easier to say no when you look, um, when I look at where I'm at now and where I want to go. It makes it a lot easier to say no. Okay. So for like anyone if you were giving them advice and they were having trouble with distractions or just saying no to people in general about really everyday things what kind of tips would you give them like how did you push past those distractions or push past them and reprioritize where you were heading if, if i could give somebody a tip on how to say no I would simply ask them when somebody asks you to do something that you're in turmoil about what is the benefit towards you not that there has to be a benefit right that's not not that there has to be like you know um, I'm not asking like going and going like right now like going grocery shopping for an older family who can't leave their house nothing like that but you know if let's say uh for example you're studying and you get phone calls from your friends um saying hey we're going out you want to come with right so how to say no to that was to look at the outcome of the situation and how would it benefit you what would be more beneficial doing what you're doing or stop doing what you're doing and doing what like your intuitions kind of tell you like yeah no go do this it's like when you set your mind to something be like okay how is this going to affect tomorrow or the next day um am i going to have to you know make instead of my two hour time session for studying tomorrow am i going to have to make it an eight hour time study session for tomorrow like how does this going out benefit you and your future plans and what you would like to do? That would be the only type of advice I would give them. Look at that, and, and if you can weigh your options good to bad, um, and it makes sense to you, do that. <laughs> do whatever makes sense in that point in time. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Um, that's kind of what I've learned how to do over the few years that I've been in school. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I've been there. Trust me. I, I know I'm very well aware. I'm actually, um, like I said, I'm going back to school. 
to get my uh, bachelor's degree, finish my bachelor's degree, I guess, in um, apologetics and then going on to get my master's of divinity. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I get it. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of in the essence of like giving tips to people, um, what, if you could get a message out to the world, um, for anything or to other people, if you just really wanted to reach out to them, um, I lost my place. <laughs> Um, or people who have gone through or are currently going through some of the same struggles that you had gone through, what would that message be? Don't give up on your dreams. Don't let, you know, because um, people set dreams at, at an early age and then they let people come into their mind. You know, that, that could be a parent. Um, you know, that could be a friend, that could be something else that's distracting for you. If, if you don't ever give up on your dreams, like you know, God, God has blessed every single one of us with a different ability, right? We all have a different purpose in this world. And when you set your dream and your goal to do something, like if God allows that to happen, I mean, that's what God has said you do. So you need to do that. And I would say just follow, don't let someone else get in your head. Don't let somebody else um, make a decision for you. Um, that that would be the biggest thing I would say. Um, like just, just uh, like follow your dream. Don't, don't get sidetracked and don't let somebody else get, let you get sidetracked. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, I can definitely, I mean, I've changed my, my little goals over the years, but. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, you know, that's okay. But, you know, like, I, I, I guess I'm kind of, you know, referring more towards like, uh, you know, let's say your main goal was to uh, be an artist and open up your own um, you, you wanted to paint pictures, so you want to open up your own art gallery. And, um, you know, your parents like, nope, I want you to, <clears throat> I want you to be a lawyer. And then you give up on that art dream to go become a lawyer to where maybe that art dream is what God has designed for you to do. You know, like you're going to be there for a certain reason at a certain point at a certain time to where that's where you need to be. And then, you know, don't let something else or somebody else, something and or something, deter you from that dream, I guess. Okay. I would say that. <laughs> um, so, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Oh. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if that sounds cliche or not, but that is truly what it has been. Because um, I used to, uh, used to party a lot and do a lot of a lot of bad things. Like I said, it's not that I ever, never didn't believe in them, but 
um, in the last few years, I have an actual personal relationship with him, and I read the Word every day, um, and that has been an amazing 180 turnaround in my lifestyle and what I choose to do and say and everything else. So, yeah, hands down. And, and that goes with everything, leadership, how I talk to people, um, how, I, how I react to every single situation. It's all totally different now. Yeah, that would be a, that's a good one. That that would be a huge change. Um, so what advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? And what advice should they be ignoring? Okay, well, the advice I would give them is to... Um, either get a financial advisor or take a financial class like that financial peace university that'd be the first advice i would give them um because most college kids when they come out of college they already have how many thousands and thousands of dollars worth of student loan debt most of them not all of them right uh, you know, but you know a, a big percentage here. that'd be the first advice i'd give them be like hey um you know, go talk to somebody and get your orders in line so you're not taking out loans and credit cards and this and this and this to pay for stuff that you, know, you don't need to. That's the first advice I'd give them. Um, would just be a financial advice because that's huge, <laughs> especially for a kid just coming out of college. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely would be financial. Um, and advice they should ignore is... Um, friends who don't have the uh, the same mindset as them you know if every college student's got friends you know if, if you're driven college student in the real world and you start taking advice from I'm not trying to be mean towards anybody or anyone but you know if you start trying to take advice from your old high school buddy who um, you know dropped out of college and never made anything of himself um, and is working at the small town bar. You know what I mean? Like, don't take advice from people. Um, if you don't want to be where that person's at, don't take advice from that person. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, unless it's the pastor or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. But you know, don't don't take. Yeah, financial guidance, leadership, um, what you want to do tomorrow, advice from somebody to where. Yeah, like I said, you just, if you wouldn't want to be where they're at, maybe their advice isn't the greatest advice to um, be listening to. Okay. Um, so where you're at right now in life, um, what leader do you most admire and why? Uh, Donald Trump. Um, I say that because he has done almost everything that he said he was going to do. Not in our current situation and state as far as the coronavirus goes, but before this, um, he, um, you know, I, I didn't know if he 
was going to do everything that he said he was going to be able to do, but but he has, and then you know um, exceeded that plus more, you know, as far as unemployment rates, everything. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That would be a man that I'd be like, you know what? Thank you, because <laughs> there's, there's been so many presidents in the past who say this and don't do anything about it, and it's just another thing that gets added onto a bill or dropped in the back burner to where he's really he's really done for the most part what he said he was going to do and set out to do as president. Yeah, yeah. that's those are pretty important aspects, especially within leadership. Setting your goals and then achieving them. Absolutely. Um, so, what um, um, are you currently, or have you been, well, you said that you were in a leadership position, but have you ever been in a leadership organization or um, service for anything? Um, I guess the only thing that I'm really part of now as far as um, leadership as an organization would be, um, let me just do a blank. Um, I'm a chamber ambassador uh, for for Huron. Um, You know, there's 12-ish of us or so. who need leadership and service and then we go and you know talk to all the businesses see what we can do to help them better um you know better promote their business or you know just anything that we can do as ambassadors promoting businesses in our town to help them you know succeed and to their goals and where they want to be at that's pretty awesome if you like I mean, what things have you learned while being a part of that? What have I learned while being a chamber ambassador? Um, that, that I think all of us have different points of view. <laughs> um, and how we would go about things. Um, it's because we are, like I said, there's about 12 of us, or so ambassadors um, in Huron could be a little bit more but right around there um and you know we have to set up so many um you know ribbon cuttings for businesses that are opening or uh, chamber mixers where you're trying to get um, all of the businesses who are members of the chamber you know the four or five hundred members are you know you're trying to get representatives from each uh business there so you know the outcome's better so you can uh, socialize and uh, talk to new people about what they do and you do. I mean, you went into business all the time and you didn't heard of it around this town. Um, but yeah, that, that would be how to communicate better there. That would be, that. that's what I'd learned, especially with so many different people with um, so many different points of view and ideas on how they would like to do it. Learn how to communicate a little bit better. Then I'm sick We'll go with that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that works. So, hmm. What has 
um, or I guess when you said that you dropped out of school, where were you going to school before and what were you going to study? Um, I got accepted to SDSU for pre-med um, right out of high school. Um, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but that was my what I was going towards. And then I switched to um, athletic training. Um, and then after that, I had switched to um, um, business. Um, and then in 2009, so I started college in 2006, um, and then in 2009, uh, my third year in college, I actually got deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, so I never got to finish or go back. Or I had opportunities to, I just chose not to. Okay. Um, from your time there at SDSU, um, what had, like, what helped you? Or what has helped you over the years from your time there um, in relation to leadership? Hmm. I apologize for the ruckus my dog is making. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Or I guess um you just stumped me on that one. I, well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe think of it like okay, so with the crowd that you ran with, um, I guess what role was were you within the group? Were you like the leader? Were you someone that follows? Um, oh no, I've always been a leader of the group. Um, one of the, you know, not necessarily was myself, but I've never really just been a follower for anything. Um, you know, I did. I joined the fraternities. Um, and I had a leadership role within the fraternity, uh, which, which taught me how to um, look at different aspects of uh, different, so many different things. I, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, but as far as as I, you know, I don't really know if there is one that I can think of right off top of that off top of my head. Okay, that's um, fine. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I, I can't. No, that's that's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, that was just one of my questions, you know, just um maybe was there something during that time that you just learned overall about anything about yourself in general? Like something that just kind of stuck out? Um, that I was a very uh, um outgoing and a people person. Um, that I could talk to just about anybody. And we could just have a good, friendly conversation. Um, and I thought I was in high school, but when I got to college, I really found that trait in me of being an outgoing people person, uh, type of person, which I think is where why I'm selling insurance now. Part of the reason why. Okay. Well, see that—that's what helped you. That's you discovered that, and you're still using that today to your advantage that's one of your strong suits yeah there you go um so um what are three things and if you don't have three things or you have more feel free to share um what are there some things that like from your childhood that have influenced who you have become now um 
from my childhood. Well, I grew up, I came from a, um, from uh, an abusive family. Um, like uh, as far as, as long as my, uh, my dad was very abusive towards my brothers and myself and my mom. So um, I learned how to respectfully and properly treat a woman from my childhood. Um, I learned how to be a father figure at a very early age. Um, my mom raised four boys on a waitress salary, um, so she was gone a lot. Um, so I took care and helped raise two of my younger brothers. Um, so putting, I think that kind of started me off being put into a leadership role as taking care of my two younger brothers at a very young age. Um, and, and, that, and that's still true today. And then I would also have to say um, of a drive, I guess, to always, you know, seeing what you want and going for it because i was always competing with uh, my older brother um, who always continuously kept outdoing me until we got to a so I was like 12 or 13 or something but just you know never giving up and continuously trying to beat him um, was good i guess in a child that's i can see where that would really lead into you know how how your life went and how your determination really kicked off there. Um, I can go back to question seven. Um, just kind of a lighter question. So, what's an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you absolutely love? Magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a very confident answer. <laughs> yeah. So, what I kind of magic tricks? Like... <laughs> Pulling uh, a cat illusionist. out of a hat or something a little bit yeah. more drastic than that? Yeah, illusion, illusionist, I guess. It's kind of crazy. I don't, I don't really know how they do it. You know, like, tear the sheet down, and then all of a sudden there's a helicopter that appears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, something like that's kind of pretty interesting, pretty neat, I think. I agree with you there. I definitely do. Um... So, I guess, is there anything else that you want to share about anything? Or any questions that you have for me for anything? Uh, nope, not really. Um, looking at that file you sent me, I guess, sort of thing. Um, it wasn't a Gulf War veteran. I'm a, um Operation uh, OEF, Operation Enduring Freedom veteran. Okay. I, I don't know. It was what my mom told me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but I, I never went to the ball for but Okay. Um, no, other than that, um, no, I think uh, I've said kind of my piece and what, I, what I've dealt with, what I've done, and how I go about things, I guess. And do you have any other random questions for me? Um, I guess the only one that I came up with was, like, if you were to... Um, I guess describe yourself in six words. What would they be? Six words. Six words. Take your time. Okay.
I'm writing everything. I'm writing this down this way. That's okay. <laughs> you are perfectly fine. It took me a while to find mine. Okay, I would describe in six words, fun, determined, outgoing, loving, forgiving, and goal-oriented. I like it. Push six things I came in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, well, thank you very much yeah. for Absolutely. this very enlightened or enlightening interview. Um, I'm going to stop recording.